When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as hell at Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the engine-breaking F1 podcast. Holy macaroni. We're back, baby. A little week off. Look at the batteries recharged. Yep. We're here. Yep. We're ready to party, I think. Uh, oh, we can't party too hard. We have to keep it within the limits. Okay. Okay, so you're talking about like 10 o'clock tomorrow morning train beers. Yeah, why not? All right, cool. <laughs> More on that in a second. <laughs> Welcome to the Engine Breaking Podcast. Uh, my name is Blake, a.k.a. Brake, former Formula One performance engineer. Now I am just do content about Formula One and hang out with my boy Dan on the internet. And this is Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11, former F1 senior systems engineer, um, really good at Wi-Fi passwords and yeah. all sorts of other technical infrastructure action. And we're here mm-hmm. with the most fraudulent Formula One podcast. We have no idea what we're talking about. No, but we look and sound good while we do it. So what does it matter? Yeah, that that blue track suit is going real, real good as well. I like that. Thank you. After this, I'm going to go scaving in Stevenage. See what I can, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. find. It just found a duffel bag here. Um, what's in that? Oh, uh, is that some radiated milk and some crackers? Lovely. I'm all about that life. <sighs> yeah. Maybe uh, find a piece of body armor in that crate over there across the street as well. It'll be used. <laughs> There's if no anybody, new items here. I know this is a Formula One podcast, but we like to fray into uh, Escape from Tarkov and often uh, barbecue Traeger chat. So uh, yeah, we we you know, hit quite a lot of niches all in one go. That's that's how we roll. It's just it's just good. It's good. But um, welcome to the show. This is our Austrian debrief show. We don't really have so much in the way of a Silverstone preview, but like Silverstone, what's the, what's there to say about Silverstone that already hasn't been said? You know. Just, just one of the greats. Yep. 
Yeah, and as two former Red Bull employees, we're not allowed to talk about Silverstone because we've still got PTSD from Silverstone 2021. What are you talking about? Dude, I've had therapy <laughs> to get rid of that. Yeah, exactly. It's been blanked out. We've had like right, conditional well, therapy. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, it's well, like we, the, we, that we, winter soldier. We just say a certain bunch of words, Michael Massey and, and that in order, and we just get activated. Bono, my tires. Oh, God, no. It's happening again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, anyway, sorry, we've rambled on already for a few minutes. But hey, if you've been here a while, that's what we do. If you're new here, hey, thanks for joining us. And uh, we didn't do a show last week because I think, as Blake has already touched on, uh, we just took a bit of time off. I know, Blake, you had quite a lot going on. Uh, I was flat out, mate. Yeah, I had some real life work and then I, I just. I just needed to rest. So I took like a week off of socials and I just said to Blake, Blake, I'm not feeling it this week. So yeah. I honestly listen, listen to your head when it's like, right, this is a little bit too much going on. You can keep pushing through it for like a little bit. And then you keep doing that a little bit longer and you're not going to be very happy. So it was like, you know, before this gets messy, why don't we just like, we'll take a little break. I know you guys will be completely understanding and you won't definitely uh, review bomb us with one star. I mean, you can if you want. I don't give a shit. I mean, I've got, I've got a real life job. You haven't. You're the one that's <laughs> fucked, not me. Uh, oh god. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I'll, I'll eventually be okay because uh, mm. I'm, I'm starting on my only cat's account and sending a account for just like great pictures of my cats. But ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Blake raises a good point. Um, if you're struggling, reach out for help. Don't suffer in silence because you end up bottling it up. And as someone who's 35 years old, and I can tell you I've been around in this circle many times, bottling it up doesn't help anyone. It hurts you and it hurts the ones closest to you. So reach out. I believe in you. There you go. Amen. Ah, right. What are we doing? I suppose we better do a podcast really, haven't we? Just a bit of a heavy point to think about. And then I guess that leads into... Uh... Well, yes. Um, <clears throat> also, before we go too further on, uh, we're going to dedicate this show to uh, Delano van der Hoff, the Dutch racing driver who sadly passed away uh, after a crash at the Formula Regional European Championship in Spa on Saturday. Um, sadly, a reminder of just how dangerous motorsport can be. Mm. It's wild, man. It's super wild. And it's this goes for... I, I, and I think... This goes for racing. It's extremely dangerous and there are risks associated with it. And I think even Lance talked about some stuff, his feelings on that after qualifying on Friday or Saturday. I don't remember which one it was, but um, yeah. Yep. Some interesting questions to be asked and hopefully we come to the right answer. But it just goes to show you like life is, life is really short and don't take it for granted either. Yeah. You know? And if you spend your time arguing with people on the internet, um, fucking touch grass it's honestly what is the point do something more productive we are and also as well as another random tangent i will use the opportunity to shout out all the marshals as well and things like that all the mm. volunteer marshals and uh all their all their efforts in what they do yeah absolutely i mean yeah i i think that's enough said on that so don't take anything for granted and uh yeah and like like Yepa said in the chat, like we've come a long way with technology and safety and motor racing, but these things do happen now and then, and um, we need to keep finding ways to avoid them happening so people can do 
stuff that they're passionate about. Um, but yeah, these are dangerous things, extreme sports, motor racing, skydiving, walking across the street to get some dodgy meatballs from the corner store. Yes. You never know. You never know. But anyway, shall we, um, with that in mind. Wow. We have a race in Austria to talk about. Mm. And in the reality is, is we're probably going to spend about 10 minutes on the race and then 50 minutes discussing track limits. So that'd be fun. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, this is going to be a wild ride. Well, in this, so we've got Austria GP preview. We're not going to touch on a Silverstone preview. Um, just because everybody knows about Silverstone. We'll chat about it again uh, on our, our debrief and anything we missed from it. There hasn't been a whole lot in the news, uh, and we'll go through the usual fraud watch list from the Austrian Grand Prix and uh, pick a couple engine mode good boys or good girls. Um, I don't think we've had an engine mode good girl yet. Yet. Um, no, we'll do some predictions and some random fandom picks for Silverstone. So, uh, yeah. And like we said, don't forget to take a rest when you need it. Listen to yourself uh, and talk to people. But, um, you went karting this weekend. Yes, I did. So I went with uh, the Missed Apex Bunch. Oh, man. How uh, was it? It was it was good. Listen, so they did, actually, to be fair, right, I know I jokingly slate off everyone, but I'll big them up. Their karting events are really good. So they do three heats and then like a final. Okay. I was last in every single one of them. But that's okay because viewers will know that I am powerfully built and I'm not built for karting. I am 115 kilos of pure British muscle. Karts don't favour me, but that's okay. I don't care. I had a blast. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, and if anyone out there is listening and is in the UK and perhaps maybe would like to, you know, maybe do a little engine braking karting, uh, just let yourselves be known on Twitter or on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, leave us a blow us up in the comments. Say engine braking karting event win. Yeah, um, there's a couple circuits near Milton Keynes. Uh, I know that for a fact. Yeah, there's one in Northampton. There's one in Milton Keynes. I think we could possibly put something together, and it would be kind of it would honestly be really cool to connect with community in real life and in a a space where there's lots of people that you know and you can meet the other people in the community that you're here in the Twitch chat or on the YouTube comments every week. I see you guys and gals. You guys are awesome. Yes, I met I met one of our one of our listeners there, Apex, big himself up. Toot toot. Um, yep, toot toot. Oh hang on, where's the there you go. There we go. Um but yeah no it's nice to just it's nice to just get out and see people, you know. So yeah, it, no, it was a good day out. Awesome. Hell yeah. Speaking of speaking of coming dead last, I did Twitch Rivals on F1 2023 last week. Um, How did that go for you? Graham Pooh Bear and I came dead last as well. I uh, I definitely didn't switch off pretty quickly after receiving a bunch of abuse from from one random streamer. His community was not particularly nice, and after that point, I was like, I'm just going to drive this car into the wall to get this over with sooner. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. I hung out with Graham Pooh Bear. Huge legend, uh, F1 Ellie, and then and Yarno Otmir. We were all in a voice chat together, and Yarno's out there sweating it is out. He's sweating it out, and he's a fast guy, right? Super yeah. fast esports sweat. And uh, his chat, we're just coming into me and Grand Pooh Bear and Ellie's chat to be like, "Can you guys shut up, please? We're trying to sweat out." I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" It's like a oh, it was so funny. So basically, he carried all three of you. But no, they, he was on Ellie's team, so he didn't carry us. But we were just on Ellie's team because Yarno was late from the uh, the uh, club race that he was doing before that. Uh, 
so we were just in a chat together and it was just laughs. It's just, it was just wild. Uh, so yeah, I know, I know what that is. So we just had fun, had fun for a bit. And then after a while it became, I was over it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Our glittering career in uh, racing is not taking off too, too quickly. But, but uh, tomorrow, starting from today, actually, until Sunday, there is a pop-up event in London. Williams Racing have their pop-up. Um, and I will be there tomorrow uh, doing a bit of content from 10 to 12. And uh, Dan might be out in London as well. So uh, it, it looks like there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. And this is not an ad or anything, but like I've looked at it. They've got a couple cars. They've got some gaming setups, F1 Manager, F123. Uh, they've got a Rocket League gaming lounge as well. Some cars. Uh, if you want to buy some merchandise, is that drivers are going to be there. Jensen, Alex, I think Logan Sargent was there today. Yeah, but yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it looks it looks like it could be really really cool. Yes. Uh, where is it? Piccadilly Circus in London. Yep. 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 So uh, I'm going to try and get myself down there tomorrow, which is Tuesday the fourth. Tuesday, mate. And like Blake said, it's there all week. So. It's Fourth of July as well, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wear oh, my shit, American yeah. flag shorts. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, damn. And I didn't have Logan Sargent there on the Fourth of July. That's stupid. Yeah, it's a bit wild. Wild marketing. Jeez. They missed. They missed a huge trick. Florida man. What the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. The- that's not all that's happening this week, is it? Where are you off to? I'm off to TwitchCon in Paris. I will be in Paris uh, from Friday until Sunday. And on Saturday morning, I've got a little uh, Twitch panel with um, a couple of other F1 creators, including Ash Vandelay and uh, Tom, the Tom. Um, I'll be there. I think it'll be live 9.30 a.m. on one of Twitch's channels on Saturday morning, UK time. But yeah, uh, Josh from Twitch is hosting us. He's been one of our dudes on the inside. A uh, big part of the sports and F1 community here. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll post some pictures, some videos, and I'll let you guys know on Twitter when you can watch that panel. It's about basically F1 motorsports and live streaming and content creators and how all that works with a lot of people that are deep, deep in it. We're the, we are Ooh, literally the future. Content creators. Ooh. We are the future, including you. You're the future. Ugh. Well, you are the future. God help everyone if I'm the fucking future of F1. <laughs> oh, should we get on to the Austria preview mm. track limits extraordinaire? Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, so basically, in the build up to Austria, uh, I've got fuck all really to say. Um, Austria got extended until 2030, which is I think is a good thing. I like the Austrian track. That's one. That's one place we should try and get out to. Yep, next year, should we just book it? They should also extend the runoff a little bit further as well. Just, just, next... even, just even a bit more further. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go next year, we're going to take your transit van, and what we're going to do is we're going to stop at B&Q on the way and pick up a bunch of gravel, and then we're just going <laughs> to tactically, tactically drop it on the track walk. That sounds great, honestly. And maybe like glue it onto the circuit with some like really heavy adhesives. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we fixed F one. What more? And what it, more do you want? We talked about it last time. The this the the what rem, reminds me of bowling is like kegeln, or I pronounced it wrong, but it's basically the smaller bowling ball. Uh, and we're gonna go do that somewhere as well. Or yeah. we'll definitely get kicked out. We'll definitely get kicked out. 
This is only some schnitzels then. You only know that because someone called us out on it on YouTube and corrected That's, us. My my girlfriend told oh, me what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is the German. She is. Oh, yeah, we can take her. She can be our translator. Yeah, you'll be fine. Hello. <laughs> uh, oh. Ich liebe sausage. <laughs> ja, genau. Ja, genau. <laughs> oh, oh, but anyway. Dear. Yeah, sorry. So this I didn't realize until like the middle of the week last week that it was a sprint weekend and I was kind of deflated and I was like, I just checked out from Saturday, even though I did all the data analysis on so my buy me a coffee on Saturday as well. Oh, let's talk about it. So free practice, one session, here, here's how it works. You literally do Friday, you've got one session and whatever setup you change at the end of fr- free practice one, that's your setup for the Done. weekend. Done. Lock Sat it in. in. I had a chat with one of my engineering mates the other day and I'm like, cause I don't remember, I wasn't at the track for any sprint events. I was like, how shit is it? And he's like, it's kind of shit. You just like, you do your work one day and then the rest of the weekend is literally operational monitoring, checking stuff, optimize, 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 but you can't change anything. You're literally just talking to your driver, working on the tools that you've programmed into the car. And it's just like, this is not, you know, there's no time for tweaking or dicking around. It's literally just running a race car. Makes it makes it fun though. I think I know. I listen. Yeah, I know. If you rewind a few episodes, and I said, "Oh, I don't like free, I don't like removing free practice. I like my free practice." But you know, I admit when I'm wrong, and I think this weekend was quite spicy because of this limited setup window. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely good. It definitely makes it interesting. Like you know, they should do the first couple weekends a year. You get. There's three free practice sessions, and after that, sprint or not sprint, you get like one and a half free practice sessions. Fuck it. I I, I agree. It did both qualifying sessions threw us a couple of curveballs, and we'll get into those now. Um, but yeah. I just feel like the sprint. We uh, I don't want to go on about this. Isn't about the sprint weekend. This is about track limits. So we can talk about something else really fucking boring. That's so tedious and a farce about this sport. But. I just like, I don't need another weekend, another sat- whole day of a sprint and a qualifying session is different. I just don't need it. I prefer the sprint format they're using now. I do. I agree. To what they did before. Yep. Um, but I'm still not a fan of sprints. And hey, look, if you are listening and you are, then good for you. I'm not going to yeah. tell you what you should and shouldn't like, but I'm not a fan of it. Yep. No, that's fine. And I think it's okay that everybody has their own opinions as long as you understand that you're fucking wrong. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're just kidding. No, I, I, I agree. All three agree people that enjoy the sprint weekend are now tuned out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you later, dorks. <laughs> God, we're, we're back, you thought we're I was back. being a, you thought I was being a dickhead, and you go straight in with the knife in the back of all three. It's probably four, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh my God. You, so. Right, Friday, like forget practice. Yeah, uh, who gives a shit? Random practice. Come on, let's go straight in qualifying. Run us through. What What do we have? All right, Q one, boom, um, boom. Straight away, Bottas felt the need to a uh, uh, red flag. Um, the Q one session because uh, he decided to have a little spinner Rooney, and then he stalled it, couldn't get it in gear, and then yeah. finally got it. Or got couldn't get it out of gear. Got it out of gear. Got it started and drove around. And it's like the third time in a row we've had an early safety car, or an early or a red, interruption. Or, I'm sorry, we, 
we, we had a red flag and then it's just like then there's that reason uh, for the red flag disappears yeah, we yeah. had it in canada i but i get it and i appreciate that they're not waiting too long to just to make the call because like this is gonna be this is gonna be after we should red flag it instead yeah. of like waiting an age he was parked on pit exit as well which didn't help uh, it wasn't really good um, <laughs> but yeah no i like the trolling of wait for the red flag and then i can get the car moving by myself classic and then they have to go through the whole fucking procedure it's like <laughs> session will restart in 69 seconds nice yeah but q1 early on <laughs> showed us uh gave us a little taste of what was to come as we had a bunch of fucking laps started to get deleted uh for track limits at t9 and t10 yeah um we had max had a lap deleted um but obviously you know he managed to Managed to get a good one in, uh, but we lost Sonoda, Joe, Sergeant, Magnuson, and DeVries. DeVries, really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not yeah, I know that comes as quite a shock. Even though I did see Marco there in a race suit, I thought, fucking hell, that's a bit harsh. That's bold. Yes, that's a bit harsh <laughs> to kick DeVries out this soon. <laughs> Dr. Well, Marco, fine, I'll do it myself. That's more Toto, but you know what I mean. I think I think he could probably do it, I reckon. I, I reckon he's still got that dog in him. You reckon? Well, Marco, was, that's why he was there, wasn't he? He was driving one of his old cars, I think. Yeah, that is super cool. So, yeah. Q2 is a good one, speaking of uh, getting knocked out. Oh, Jesus Perez, fucking Christ. Perez lost all three of his lap times. No, dude. And it was one of those things, it's like, it's frustrating because it's like he was on the pace this weekend. His lap times were good. They were good enough for P2 in every session, more or less. And he just got, got that lap... Track limits. Get this He's man. Out. Get this man out of my car. Perez, you are stinking up the joint. You've not been in Q3 since Miami. What is going on, son? Dr. Marco is going around to the paddock, and I'm telling you, he's doing a two-for-one deal. He's saying, do you want Perez? I can chuck DeVries in for free if you want to all the other teams. It's a two-for-one deal. Mm. Struggle. Yeah. Struggle. I don't know, Perez, you're running out of excuses, son. I don't care if you did well on Sunday and got on the podium. You're not covering up that stinker of a Saturday. Well, I mean, realistically looking at the race, we'll come back to it, but yeah, he, he would have he would have finished P2 or P3. And it was good that he had a good recovery drive. Otherwise, I would have been, been sad, big sad. But uh, what else? Russell, Ocon, Piastri, Bottas, and Perez out in Q2. Uh, yeah, well, what the hell was happening with Russell? Didn't he have some car issues? I, uh, I'll come back to it, but I think okay. I think both Mercedes and Aston, something was up this weekend, and I had a little look. See, um, Albon, Albon gets into Q three. Hell yeah, the Albon hype train continues. Choo choo, can we get a choo choo? Mm, I don't have a choo choo. I can give you this. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, um, we can have that. Sorry, yeah, Albon smashes it into Q3. Only finishes P10, but that's not a point. It's a Williams, so... Yeah. Williams in, P Williams in Q3 right now? Stonks. Yeah, and it's, it's becoming more He's regular. impressing me, man. He's impressing me a lot. I, I always knew he was a solid driver, and it's just like, yeah, every weekend he's, he's on the good books. Yeah, Albon's stocks are going up. Invest now. Stonks. Mm -hmm. How long has he tied into Williams? 
That is a very good question. I would mm. imagine, again, this is complete guess, probably two years, but the second year is an option, I'd imagine. Okay. Uh, again, who knows, but yeah, where else is he going to go? I think he deserves, you know, a shot maybe in another team. He won't be Red Bull. I think, I think both parties there have, are pretty happy not to continue that ever again. Um, but you know, if Alvin keeps performing, he might end up sort of ending up somewhere else a bit, a bit more ambitious. I don't know. Who knows? Let him have, let him have Carlos's seat. Stick him in the Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari. Ah, maybe. I don't know. Did he not drive a Ferrari DTM car? Was it a Ferrari? I don't, I don't think it was a factory job if it was. Ah. So he eh. still had the badge on the front, even if it was covered in Alpha Tauri logos. Yeah, fine. Yeah, we're not keeping it chill. Uh, back, speaking of Ferrari, Leclerc, only 50,000 off of pole. That is the closest they've been since, well, they were on, they were on pole last, but usually they've had a couple mm. runs of not being that close to pole, but it looks like the Ferrari might be hooking up a little bit, especially on this circuit. And they did okay. They did well here last year. And I know, like, Boil down why a car does well that's completely different to last year. Dare you? You can't. Um, yeah, Ferrari have these brief glimpses where they'll nail the one lap performance. Um, but then it doesn't always translate into race pace. But Especially we'll not the last later. couple of years. Yeah. yeah. No, that is a, I think that's a very fair assessment. Yeah, but, but props to Ferrari. They, they looked quick. All right, all right. Um, all right, all right. Um, another, another, speaking of people looking quick, yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, no, you. I mean, send it because I, I think we're both kind of on this. I'm feeling it. Send it. Pick up the Lando Norris McLaren upgrade train. Now, is it true that Piastri didn't have the upgraded parts on his car this weekend? Correct. So the story, as I understand it, is they were both due to have the upgrades in Silverstone, but they got one set completed early, so they gave it to Lando for this race. Yeah, send it out, get it out there early. It's another advantage. It's not necessarily fair, but in the long run, they will both um, they'll also they'll both learn from that. The team will benefit from that. Get it out there early, even if it's not fair. Um, Piastri had a kind of a crap weekend anyway, so I'm glad Lando was running the, the fast bits. Ferrari looking good, but um, yeah, and we'll get back onto the race pace in a minute because we had another sprint session or sprint quality session to go through, but. One thing I noticed, I talked about this extensively on the internet on waffling about data stuff. Going into qualifying, Verstappen had not run a soft tire yet. And a couple of drivers had not done that. His first run was about three quarters of a second faster than any other driver. And this reminds me of what I remembered about Max. He would just go out in the middle of free practice one and he would just be destroying the car or setting a fast lap time right out of the box. Whereas all the other drivers I had seen and his teammate at the time, Daniel, you just kind of build up to it through the weekend. It's like, right, I don't need to fucking kill myself here. But he gets so quickly onto the pace when the balance is good. He's flying. It was his first time to fit soft. And he's three quarters of a second faster than anybody else. You don't get any prize for being P1 in the first qualifying session. But he only found just over half a second between his first and last run of the session. Whereas everybody else was finding a second and a half from the start of Q1 to the end of Q3. He just went out there bonkers. You look at it all the braking zones, he was like half a tenth faster at the end. And then he found, you know, like a tenth or two through all the high speed corners. And that was it. Like that was it. Yeah, he lost some lap times, but he was so close on the limit. He just had so much confidence to play with. And I think that was one of his things this weekend is the amount of confidence we had. We'll come back to that on another level. 
Performance-wise, though, here's something weird. Mercedes gap to pole was the exact same as Mercedes gap to pole at the beginning of the season. In percentage of lap time. Yeah, so it's a shorter lap, but that's percentage of lap time. Honestly, this weekend was an underperformance for Mercedes. They had trouble with the car. Lewis was obviously not happy with it. Fry were close again, and we'll talk about the race pace in a minute. McLaren are three events in a row while their qualifying performance is top three fastest in terms of outright pace. They hadn't been having good races until this weekend. Um, Aston's on the third race in a row of a qualifying slump, but I looked at the data and I was like, why on earth is Fernando so bad breaking into turn three and a little bit bad into turn four? It's like, what's going on? I think they might've had a little bit of a, a setup due to on Friday going into qualifying and they just locked it in and that was it. Cause there's, I've never seen Fernando or the Aston that shit on a straight line breaking. It's not a thing. They have so much downforce on that car and typically drag, but they weren't too slow in a straight line either, but we'll see. Mm. Um, mm. Any thoughts on that? Uh, interesting. That even after Mercedes big upgrade. It might just be an outlier this race, but the gap remains the same. So that's yeah, I'm and I sure think we need thrilled about that. Yeah, and Austria is one of those tracks. I remember in the past at Red Bull, like we'd go well some years and some years not. And I just remember the funniest thing. So it's all right hand corners, right, except for the two left hand high speed corners. And I remember this argument between aero people and tire people, not at Red Bull, at my previous team back in the day, and they were like. Yeah, the, the, the reason we're slow is we're not putting any tires or any heat in the tires on the right-hand side of the car. It's like, you mean just like everybody else? Because, you know, we're like, we're like on the same circuit as yeah, everybody this, else. This isn't and, special and that's why we're shit. I just like, in my head, I go back to that and I have one of those James Vowles moments where he's like, you fucking idiots didn't need to take pictures of the underside of the car to see that it's slow. You can just look at the lap times every weekend to understand <laughs> that it's slow. You didn't need to know that, like, we're not very good in high-speed corners. We don't have any fucking downforce on the car. Right, Barry? Tell him, Barry. He agrees. But, yeah. Barry um, the Aerocat, ladies and gentlemen. Should we just run, like, quickly rattle through the sprint qualifying? Because I, I feel un uncomfortable giving that much attention to the sprint shootout. Uh, sure, whatever. Uh, sprint qualifying one, how on out. What the fuck happened? What was okay? Somebody that knows better than me, please elaborate because I did not watch Saturday. Yeah, uh, Saturday in detail. It looked like I went. I, I did go back and watch the two onboards, and I couldn't tell what was going on. So there was the incident that everybody lost their shit about Max impeding Lewis. Fuck! I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was here's, at, here's, I was at Carton during that and then everyone was sitting around watching it on their phone and oh, everyone was what like, he fucking doing? And I was like nah Max was fully in the right to do that I was just sitting there trolling <laughs> everyone I was like good on your Max good on your Max yeah, trolling problem. everyone but here's here's what I saw and I don't like I, I know I didn't see the whole thing I didn't hear the comms from the, the engineers basically Max was finishing a lap and Lewis was starting a lap so they're coming through the final two high speed right hand corners um, Lewis is having a conversation with Bono and they're back and forth like, oh, uh, 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 okay, go, okay, go, okay, go now. And he sends Lewis out such that Max comes up on him as he's exiting the final corner. How much it impeded him, I do not know. 
but it, I can't tell if Max kept his foot in it or if he was doing two push. Ah, uh, two two warm up laps, two two push laps in a row. Funny you should say that because it was sprint qualifying one. Joe had a spin in one of them, and he did say that there was not enough heat in the tires after one warm up lap. So that would track with that theory. I, I don't I don't know. But um, it looks I mean, like Max... I, you want to get all technical about it. I personally just think Max is fucking bored and he just wanted to try and get a penalty to spice his weekend up. <laughs> no, but like it, it was it was one of two things. It was either spite, which I totally don't I, I totally understand. I, I don't condone. It was spite or he was doing two push. And if if he just kind of blocked Lewis because Lewis blocked him. That's a little bit crap. And on yeah, or you could subscribe to my theory where Max is bored and he just wanted to time travel to twenty twenty one and spice it up again. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, but like, I, I, why not just give them both a penalty if that's a thing? But or or we could do this thing where we don't give people penalties. Ha ha! I'll never catch on. Ah, you get a penalty. We got lots of penalties coming this so week. Sprint qualifying too. Uh, what happened to Russell's car? He has car issues and doesn't set a time. Yeah, I think so, there was an issue with his brakes because the front end was off and they were messing around with the uh, reservoirs at the front. Um, they never never got out to set a lap. Um, that's not good. Uh, Hulkenberg um, runs over his rear tire yeah. in the pit lane. <laughs> got, I'm really surprised at how much air that car got and how uninjured everyone appeared to be. Yeah, did you imagine you see a, a Formula One car like it's got like the lowrider hydraulics on it, launching down the pit lane? Barry, Barry would freak out. Yeah, I mean, I, I was very impressed that, like I say, a how much height you got, and b no one was hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah, well done to Haas for that bit of SQ2 entertainment. Speaking of Haas, uh, Nico Hulkenberg P4 and SQ3. Yeah, and again, once again, proving that my earlier in the season slander of Hulkenberg returning to F1 was unfounded. Yeah, completely unjustified. Almost Did you sign fraudulent. the apology letter yet? No, I'm not. Oh, no. no, 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 I'm a fraud. I won't admit to my mistakes. You just did. Shit. We'll let it in. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, Sir, Sir Lando Norris, uh, P3, Sergio Perez, P2. Um, half a second off of Max, but a P2 nonetheless. Max was literally on a different level the entire, the entire thing. We just lose your camera there. Yes, we did just lose my camera. Um, makes make some stuff up while I fix yeah. it. Yeah, well, we're gonna well Dan's fixing his camera. We're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep talking. So um, I completely one thing that, off, didn't it? No, that's okay. But the one thing that I noticed this weekend, right, is that. Okay, Lewis was scrapping for track position in sprint Q qualifying one. One thing I noticed, Red Bull were out front queuing every qualifying session to be at the front of the pack, which means they're out earlier than you would like to be for track improvement, but you don't have to, like you get priority in terms of dealing with your gaps and everything else, and it gives you a clean opportunity to set a banker at the start of the session, which we're starting to remember more and more, this is super important to get your banker in. And that's that's some big brains. They're not fully optimizing pace, but they're making sure they get a good lap in and they know that the car should have a gap to everyone else. Um, interestingly, the Ferrari didn't show up this session, which is weird. Um, and another thing is, there was only one team that went faster 
than qualifying in sprint qualifying. Who was it? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess because uh, your show notes are definitely not open in front of me, and I'm going to guess McLaren. No, it was oh, shit. Us. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing you can't sense. read. <laughs> Listen, I copied so, the homework, but I didn't understand the assignment. Exactly. We nailed it. So Haas actually went faster than they did in sprint qualifying, or in then qualifying. So that was good. Um, but Fry, Fry dropped back quite a bit. I'm not sure what happened there operationally. Uh, McLaren in sprint qualifying was the second fastest car, a percent off of pole. But that's kind of where everybody else was. Paris was just ahead of them anyway. Um, no, but super interesting. Mercedes and Alfa Romeo had shockers in FP1. I mean, okay, Lewis not getting a lap in. That sucks. Russell having car issues. That's not on them. That's it's just one of those shit things that happen. You have a shit weekend every now and then. But... Let's move on to the sprint race Saturday afternoon. The spicy sprint. Yeah, salsa picante sprinter. Yeah, we saw um, some civil war inter inter team acts of terrorism at the race start between Max and Checo. Mm -mm. Um, Max or Perez uh, got a better start. Um, It was a really good start. Yeah, and... You know, Perez, is it Perez that got pushed onto the grass? Or Max, I've forgotten Max. already. So Perez, Max was on the inside, um, and Perez was on the outside after turn one. Perez moved over to do some intimidation, uh, and that resulted in Max actually on the grass. I don't really think Checo's trying to put his teammate in the grass. It's just misjudged. I don't know, maybe he did, who knows. But going into uh, turn three... Max looks like he drives straight on to kind of like do the old Rosberg move, right? But if you watch the onboard, I, mean, I don't know, man. There was you. I don't know. I'm I'm watching that onboard, right? And I see him making all sorts of huge corrections. That looks like one of those things when you get a, a nasty rear lock and the thing's about to come around, unless you back out of it. So you either end up collecting cars or you kind of park it and go straight and recollect it. If you watch the formation lap. Checo did the exact same thing on his formation lap when he wasn't racing anybody. Listen, I think Max is so good that he can make it look like an accident. But Probably. He, he fully intended Max to go uh, for Checo to go into row 12 in the stands. He was like, listen, you can go sit out there and watch the race. Get out of it. <laughs> He's like, I'm leaving you by 20 seconds and 24 laps. So uh, piss off, mate. <laughs> And then uh, he gave him a little squeeze at turn four. But we saw a lot of squeezes all week in there, especially turn four is sketchy on the outside. You don't want to be on the outside at turn four. Checo learned that the hard way last year. Alexander Albon has learned that many times. Uh, Albon corner, you know, exit turn four. Oof. All right, maybe maybe, maybe it was, but I don't know. And I'm uh, listen, good. Penalties. Good. good for Max. Um, no, I'm... Um, fucking tired of everyone like oh these drivers should all be gentlemen no fuck that they're the best in the world let them be complete bastards i want to see terrorism i want to see people actually fighting for race wins i listen give it all to me um i don't want to watch a parade lap i don't want to watch oh he turned in on him and no just be bastards formula bastard is what i want <laughs> But I, th- I feel like these kind of things make it great. And like, like some of the stuff, like DeVries during the race at three, six, seven, that is a fucking penalty. Like literally full yeeted. Who was, who was it? Into the, into Magnuson. the gravel. Yeah. 
that was bad. That was not ideal. But like everything else, yeah, fuck it. Um, I get it. Yeah, let let him race, and it's also like a lap one thing as well. I think it was a fucking huge rear lock, and you have to collect that, or you end up sideways, and uh, we don't want that. But uh, Norris loses out and drops from P three to P ten. Yeah, no, Norris <laughs> really lost out on that one. Um, I think it looked like he went into anti-stall trying to avoid Max and Checo in front of him and then of that. course everyone just fucking drives past him like he'd put the brakes on mm. uh, Hulkenberg makes his way up to P2 briefly uh, Paris struggles to get past him and then Hulkenberg falls away pits for medium but again a lot. Che- listen again following on from my Checo slander I'm going to bring you some more now while you sit there and take a little sip out of your sippy cup. Okay. The RB19 is an absolute beast. And we can see that because Max managed to make such a gap. He got a free pit stop just for the bants in the race. Sergio Perez, why is it taking you 11 laps to get past the fucking Haas? <laughs> I'm sorry, but Ugh. come on, son. Pick yeah. up, pick up we'll, the pace. This isn't... We'll g- this isn't like a mid mid tier car. The RB nineteen, I could it's drive a world that destroyer. quickly. I could drive that quickly, and I'm shit. And you're powerfully built as well. Exactly. I couldn't even fit in it. I'll still do a better job. Fucking hell! Oh, oh, I love that. Um, but Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg pits for a medium, and people are like, why did he pit for a medium? He didn't have a new soft at that point. They'd blown all their softs in a sprint qualifying. So rather than fit a used, slightly used soft, they reckoned a medium. They reckoned a medium would have been all right there. Mm. Um, but during the sprint, half the field start gambling on the dry tires. And there's like, what, six laps to go to the end? I think yeah. Russell pits on lap 15. Yeah, I thought this and was very interesting. Governor was like, uh, oh, oh, blimey, we should be spitting for some new tires, mate. It's, it's dry. It's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> so George is on the radio. He's like, let's do something different. We're out of the points. Let's throw on a, a dry tire and see if we can go. Because the track did have a drying line. The best, sector one and two looked pretty dry. Sector three looks still damp. And if you're offline in sector three, you're in big trouble. Um, that being said, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a disaster. Let me pull up my little uh, notes here. But I mean, yeah, my, if, if, my question around this, sorry, why you're putting up your notes was like, Obviously, we didn't see the top four or whatever it was. They all stayed in their intermediates to the end. And I just, I just sort of think, why, why would you not just stay on your intermediates? Surely the t- lap time you've lost from staying on the intermediates isn't greater than the pit stop time that you've lost. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I, but... I, I mean, obviously, you, it obviously was a gamble. maybe, because a lot of smarter people than me obviously made that decision, but I just thought it was very strange. Right, so the only person in the, let's say, the only person in the top nine up until that point that had pit was Hulkenberg. And Hulkenberg was dropping off a cliff. So he was in the cheeky P2 for a bit. He fought Perez. He couldn't hang on to it. It looks like he'd burned up to his tires. By lap 16 or 17, he's like, I'm screwed. I'm falling back. The Astons are going to catch me. I've got nothing to lose. Let's check that on. Now, Russell, Russell's running around in P11, and he's like, we, there's only points in the sprint race down to P8. He's like, 
fuck it, let's try something. The track is getting close to condition. So his first lap was basically faster than the rest of the field, but still slower than Max. His second lap was nearly a second faster than Max was going at that time. And Max is on a intermediate, which is dropping off its pace. Um, not really, it's, it's still getting, it, Max was still going faster on his inter, but still a couple laps later, he's nearly a second, he's, he's over two seconds a lap faster, you know, two laps later. So, you know, it, it was drawing, it was ready. And it was just like, what's going to happen to other people? Are other people going to burn up their enters? We can take advantage of it. And when you're outside of the points, and there's not that many points to play with anyway, gamble it. Hulkenberg didn't have the pace and he burned up his tires massively. Uh, but everybody else, uh, it makes sense. It was a sprint. It was fun okay. to watch. Yeah, no, yeah, it was fun. I just, I, I just had the question because I, I don't personally believe that the time lost staying it, it on wasn't, the inters was no greater it, than it taking didn't pan a pit stop. So. It didn't pan out, but it could have. I mean, I, I get it if you're George Russell and you just want to shit house a couple of points. Why not? But yeah, I okay. think lo- looking at that, if the track were ready three laps sooner, um. It would have made a lot of difference. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and it obviously worked because George finished eighth and got a point. So Yeah, George went from P11 up to... Did he finish P8? He finished P8 according to this sheet I'm looking at. Ah, okay, I've missed something there. Oh, it, oh it, he was how much behind? Nine oh, yes. thousandths of a yes, second behind right. Ocon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, him and Ocon had a little drag race to the line. Yeah, nine thousandths of a second. Photo finish it was. I saw that on the internet. It was that, good. That thing. But yeah, um, here's, here's my takeaway from the sprint race and what that tells us. Because I thought that sprint race, you had a lot of cars going wheel to wheel, side by side for many laps, back and forth. What the sprint race tells me is stuff that we already know. Racing the where you sprints, have... I was going to say, what, the sprints only work at a decent track? The sprints do work at a decent track, A, but we had another variable. We had an inter-dry crossover race again, oh. and those are fun, and those are chaos, and those are a normalizer and equalizer across drivers and across cars. They take some of the performance differentiator out of the car. Um, there's a lot more emphasis on skill and corrections in it, uh, predictable car. Max still ran away with it by a huge chunk of time, but make the cars lighter, reduce the grip, reduce the downforce, and reduce the drag to make the braking zones longer. That's basically what you have when you're running around on enters. 
So what and you're telling me is that you want to subscribe to the Bernie Ecclestone theory of adding sprinklers to tracks. Now I think we just we could just lose some downforce and drag and get a little bit more power. I'll be okay. Okay. I'd like that. And I, I think I think that is kind of the solution. The other the other solution is the size of the cars, which has to do with a safety features, the size of the fuel cell, uh, which you could still make the car smaller now. If you just fuck off the battery, then you've got more room for a fuel cell. Just saying. Um yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the uh, V10s. Stick them on that. Uh, I forgot what it was. E fuel or whatever. Yeah. The, the, yep. Yeah. Which to be, honest, I looked into this and I, I, I can't remember the exact details. It was it was a couple of weeks ago. But the E fuels was like, oh, there's this carbon neutral or whatever. Yes, but look into the way they have to produce it, and it's <laughs> it's it's not that carbon neutral when you take into the account of all everything that's involved in you know, producing them. We need to have a chat with uh, Hazel and get her to uh, elaborate on that because she is very much in the know on the e fuels and stuff. Yeah, I think we need to we need to have a chat. Let's discuss. Yeah, we need to get we need, we need to get some guests on this show because people are probably fucking bored of listening to me and you having our therapy sessions. I think so. Yeah. We do. Leave well, us though. a comment. Leave well, us a comment though. in the YouTube section or on Twitter. Let us know who you'd like to have on for guests. And like I, I'm I'm thinking we need to um Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that's definitely something we need to do. It's just mm. I'm gonna go yeah. after this, I'm gonna go out to my local butcher and ask if he wants to come on. Okay. Maybe or maybe you could just go out and record a quick short with him and come back. Just yeah. take the you know the take the recorder and they're like, All right, mate, how you doing? How do you feel about corner shop meatballs? Barry, you want on the microphone, buddy? Say hi. Yeah, but Barry is Barry is the strong but silent type, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. Let us. We. I think that's something like we we need to work on for the podcast because right now the podcast is me and Dan chilling out. Like we're just this is this is me and Dan chilling out. You guys just get to hang out with us. Yeah. Who knew our therapy sessions could become so big? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But I, I think for uh, a successful and growing podcast, I think we do need to find some more friends to collaborate with. And just variety is good. Making new friends is great. And I, I agree. It's underrated. The thing is, both of us are a little bit antisocial. Uh, yeah, no, fuck that. People are bastards. Yep. There you go. Done. Um, so, yes, yeah, sorry. What was the podium in the end for our sprint race? Uh, Max, uh, Sergio, and Carlos. Yeah, not bad. And like the Ferrari, the Ferrari looking all right. The Ferrari looking okay. Like yeah. Signs, Signs didn't have. He didn't really take it to Checo at any point, but Max again, Max clears them by twenty-one seconds on the same strategy as the three of them. It's 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 mad. It's just it is what it is. It is what it is, as Alexander Albon said. Shall we move on to Sunday? Sure. We are what. 48 minutes into the podcast. I suppose now is a good time as ever to uh, get into the race. Um, everybody starts on mediums apart from Alonso Bottas and Magson. They have hard-ons. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, what? Yes. No, they did. They did have hard-ons. Magnussen was like, you know what, man, I'm not feeling it. Things haven't gone well. I'm going to change my setup and start from the pit lane. And DeVries also had to change some electronics components, and he decided to change his rear wing and set up and also started from the pit lane. So one thing I noticed earlier in the weekend, 
the Alpha tires were relatively slow in straight line. So I reckon he took a little bit of downforce off that race car, trying to go a little bit faster. The problem is that Alpha Tari ain't gotten too much downforce on it to take off. So you're going to go faster, but you're going to go slower at the same time. And that Alpha Tari is a dog this year. It, I, I think it baffles me how after sharing wind tunnel facilities and simulators and things with Red Bull that built the RB19 that you can come out and build the Alpha Towery. It's just like, what were you doing? I'm, I'm pretty, I reckon what's the directive is, it's like, right, under the regulations, you're allowed to sell and buy X amounts of components. It's like, you guys have to buy everything that you can off of Red Bull, and then you need to figure out yeah. It doesn't come get... with an instruction manual though, so fucking good. No, luck. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things, and they can't. There's like a lot of stuff that they police that quite well in terms of the communications and stuff. They're like, yeah, you can't just tell people, hey, here's how you do your air map. Here's how you do this. You've got to figure that out. But it's at the same time, it's like, yeah, it, I, I think it's they because, have to make uh, that viable. It's tinfoil hat time. Let's let's feed. Let's feed the conspiracy that is because uh, Red Bull are secretly using Alpha Tauri's wind tunnel time. That's ridiculous, because you know that that's not possible to do. I know that's not possible to do, because I design a system to prevent that from happening. <laughs> now, I know yeah, I'm the... shit at my job, but even the FIA signed it off, so it must work. <laughs> it's, it's the FIA, mate. Come good on. Good point, good point. But, but don't, don't attribute anything that, uh, to malice, which could just be stupidity. True that. That doesn't, really, that doesn't really work there. But um, interestingly enough, speaking of Alpha Tower, Alpha Tower, we didn't talk about this last week. Alpha Tauri as a name, oh, as shit, a brand yeah, of the car is disappearing, and we don't know what the brand is going to be. No, we don't. They've confirmed it's not Toro Rosso. They have confirmed that. Yeah. That was a cool name. So listen, I'm, I can officially announce that uh, it's going to be Minardi. We're going even further back. We are bringing it back, baby. Minardi F1 is coming back. I, yeah, I don't know about all that. No, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get sold, isn't it? You reckon? Well, not, not sold, but the right naming rights. It's yeah, yeah. Be, oh, rebrand? Know, yeah. I don't know, what do you reckon, Honda? Do you reckon Honda might do it? No, because they're going to... Mm. Honda do it until Aston Martin deal comes to fruition in 26? Maybe. they got Yuki in the car. Yeah, still. Mm. But they're going to be like, you've got to get rid of DeVries. And they're like, all right, fine. Not a problem. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a hard argument, is it? <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I'm sure you listen to the show and you're a big fan, but... Mm. Yeah. Oh, someone else. What's Red Bull in Japanese? I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Anybody? Yeah. Who knows? There's, other, there's um, Also, last week, we had High Tech put their name in the hat. Yes, yes. Hightech Grand Prix have officially uh, put their name in it. It sounds like they that's not some, something... They got sounds some, like that's not... Sorry, I keep talking over you. They got some Middle Eastern backing after selling 25% of their team, I think. Is it the, the, the guy from Kazakhstan? Uh, yes, sorry, yes, Kazakhstan, yes. Yeah. So, and I, I get the impression that that team is like fairly well developed they're not messing around i saw some appointments on linkedin and i recognize quite a few of those names for people saying by the way i'm working here oh, so there you go some got, insider knowledge they've got some people like that doesn't look like somebody that decided tomorrow yesterday that they're going to uh 
start an F1 team. This is, yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting someone's so. saying that um, <clears throat> the Alpha Tower is going to become Dacia Racing. Okay. <laughs> I'm down for that. Okay. Bit of Dacia Racing. Big up the Dacia. Don't, me and Blake would like some Dacia cars, please. Dude, hey, I have a really weird question. Yeah? How did we get here? Because we were just about to start talking about the race. Uh, we said Alpha Tower is losing its name. No, before that. Oh, I don't know. We said something about Alpha Tower building a shit car. Before that. Okay, fine. Fine. Let's let's get let's get into the race though. But I don't like, know where yeah. the fuck we went. Oh, because DeVries started in the pit lane because Ah, oh, fine. Okay, lane. there we go. This ADHD, honestly, I feel like I I, I talked to some people and uh, apparently it's a really long time to get on the ADHD like uh, treatment and diagnosis list. So I'm not even gonna try that's, it. That's exactly what ADHD people have, isn't it? A lot of time. You know? Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. So pit lane start for Magnuson and DeFries. Uh Ferrari looking quite spicy at the race start. Just tugging on my car there a little bit, just to you know? Yeah. We're gonna get yeah, into no, this Ferrari, but yeah, no, what was you gonna say? No, I was, I was, they were looking really good and they were looking spicy, especially in the fact that they were racing each other. They raced me so hard. They raced me so hard. Um but before that, before we even get to that, it's like, okay, fine. Um, Tsunoda uh, caused a little safety car action. Yeah. Uh, so the first race after I, on Twitter, officially started my Yuki Tsunoda in a Red Bull for 2024 agenda um, makes me look like a fucking idiot by flying off the track and uh, causing a virtual safety car. Uh, oh no, sorry. This was the actual safety car. This one wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, this is this was the actual safety because they had whoops, and that's and they had to drive through the pit lane because there was so much debris. There was front wing bits. There was gravel, and I was looking at the data. I was like, why did they everybody stop on lap one? They or lap two? Yeah, they didn't. messed up the they charts, drove, didn't it? They drove through the pit lane, sons of bitches. Um. So yeah, knack, knack, Max knack, nails Max. the restart. Uh, gaps everyone to the surprise of no one. Um, but now this is, this is going to be our first interesting point. And again, I'm going to refer to you, my uh, data nerd. Ferrari are beefing over P2. Signs, to me, clearly looks quicker. But the team do not invert the cars. And they say to Signs, no, tough shit, deal with it. I think, now I don't think Ferrari would have won the race here. But I think they should have let Signs go and chase Max and just put Max under pressure. What do you think? Well, I think they probably should have done that. But what they did instead is they stacked both of them and fucked Signs at the pit stop. I don't think that was deliberate. It's it's not malice. It's, it's no, not no, no I don't think it's malice. I think he's incompetence. <laughs> no, that I think that was something. We'll come back to that. That, but I think the Claire looks faster. But if you're fending off your teammate, you do lose pace. Every other stint, Leclerc was faster. Um, and he just needed to be that much faster to not have to fuck with his teammate. And if he could have done that, he would have been clear. But Carlos was basically fast enough because they didn't have much of a pace difference. But Carlos had no chance of getting around and he was just sucking his DRS. That's my take on it. Mm, I don't know. Okay, well, I will give some weight to your opinion because you're smarter than me. and. 
That is now on the, record for everyone to hear. But the question though is, should they let, have let Carlos have a go if he's that much faster? Yeah, I think they should because yeah, I Max would. I would like to see it. Max never pitted under the VSC because he didn't need to because he had such a gap. He he knew that the team knew there was no real pressure. He could didn't didn't have to pit. He wasn't going to lose out either way. But if they let signs out and hassle Max, you know, all you got to do. You don't. You don't always win a race by overtaking. You said something a bit wild there, though. Oh, shut up! Oh, you can come back was... to that in a second. Let me finish. My okay. Point. <laughs> you don't always win a race, right? By hmm. o- overtaking the person in first. Sometimes you win a race by pressuring them into a mistake, either strategy or driver. No. Yeah. What did I say that was wild? I'm sure it was fucking bullshit. Uh, no, you said it. something about you said something about signs hassling Max. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, you know, if we, if we, uh, you know, looking looking at the first stint, that is not a crazy statement. Looking at the paces of the first stint, Leclerc clearly not on his pace. Science could pull up to Leclerc. Uh, if Leclerc, if Science could have got through quickly, and hassled Verstappen, it looks like he probably could have stayed in Max's DRS. Max didn't have that much pace over them. Um, in the first stint, no, that's fair. It's totally fair. I, I just think Ferrari made it easier for Red Bull to win if that makes sense they did they did but anyway at the end of the day. so nah. then we then we get into that um um it, should we get to the like the virtual safety car is that a good s- spot to go to yeah so McLaren Pitbull asked Norris about Hamilton track limits and, and Norris was like oh is every lap and then uh, Hamilton gets his black and white flag on lap 12 and at this nice. point, I stopped fucking taking any notice of track limits or flags because it just all went to shit. It was boring. Um, but Hulkenberg decided to liven it up by um, having a car failure on lap 14, which caused he, a virtual safety car. He got the engine from Fry from last year. He did. And you know what? Also, he also got a black and white flag for track limits as he retired the car. And I was like, yeah, no shit. He broke the track limits. His car was on fire. <laughs> If I why, but um, so he causes the virtual safety car, and there's the concept of pit lane time loss. When everybody is circulating around at the same pace, you will lose a certain amount of time when you stop for a pit stop, including tires, and it's something like twenty something seconds here. When there is a virtual safety car, the pace on the track is reduced relative to the pit lane. So if you take a stop under a virtual safety car, you lose less time. And then if there's a safety car, that pace is even further reduced and you lose even less time. So that's why, you know, you might be in that window. Ferrari do something interesting. They are on a medium and they pit Leclerc onto another medium. They've committed to a two-stop, but they've stopped on like lap 16 off of a medium. Sainz stacks. So he comes in behind Leclerc and also fits a medium. However, the virtual safety car ends he loses a bit of time from the stack, which is what happens when you do two stop, stops or two cars in a row. And then he loses a little bit more time relative uh, because he's, yeah, the, the virtual safety car has ended. And instead of coming out behind Leclerc, he comes out three further places back. And realistically, I don't know why they didn't leave one of them out. I, because I feel like, they didn't want to look to be favoring one or the other because in my head, I did I did the numbers on it and I did a rough guess on looking at his pace and clean air. 
if science had basically mirrored Max's strategy, it's not clear to me that it would have been better by much. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I don't really know so. uh, what the pressure was there for the double stack. I correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm, I probably am, but I, I recall someone saying something that one of the drivers didn't want to pit. Maybe that was Carlos post pit. I don't know, but there was something about that. Yeah, uh, Carlos says, "Why are we pitting?" And I, think he, I agree with Car Carlos. I don't. I think the double stack was unnecessary. Yeah, and unless they knew something about their pace and degradation there. Um, but yeah, can we talk about their pace and deg now? Let's get uh, through the race. We'll come back to Ferrari's pace and deg. Okay. Yeah, because let's come back to that. Let's get through the rest of the race and we can go uh, back on to that. Another interesting thing that happened during the virtual safety car. Uh, Alonso changed off of his hard tyres after only, uh, what, 14 laps? What was, that, what was that about? I have no idea. No, I didn't. I didn't register that at just, all. Just commit to the bit. I don't really understand why they decided to do that. Maybe they weren't happy with the performance on them and they're like, fuck it, we'll be better on another tire. Mm. I mean, that, that is a thing. It's like, if, there's this, if, you, if you hate a tire and you're not happy with the balance, come in, change, change the wing, change the tire, make some adjustments to the front wing and get a different tire and go out and see if that's any better. And that's happened before. It's like, for some reason, you just don't prefer tire A over tire B. And... Yeah, the hard the hard had a, was a bit slower and had a lot more tire life, a bit more tire life in it, but it wasn't like insane. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not all sure why they did that, but they did it. Um, and then my thing that uh, went probably most under the radar, but was one of my highlights of the race on lap seventeen. Um, Hamilton gets a time penalty for going off track, uh, and then immediately goes off track again, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Oh. He he came on the radio several times, and even Toto came on. He's like, Lewis, I know it's bad. Let's just get through this. But, I mean, he had – what he said was the car just won't turn, so he had a really understeery high-speed car, and they can adjust that at the pit stop with flap. But – Right. Listen, I know there are some Lewis Hamilton fans and Mercedes fans that listen to the show. I want you to clip this and record this because a former – senior Red Bull engineers about to come out and bat for your boy. I think Lewis got done a bit dirty here with the broadcasting because I do not believe for one second Lewis was the only one that was moaning on the radio about track limits. I think they all were, but for some reason, poor Lewis, all of his radio messages got broadcast. A hundred percent. I've listened to race drivers in races and they all they do is fucking complain. Yeah. I, th I think they locked on to... A narrative, and they kept going. Yeah. But, you know, I did like um, Toto's message of Lewis. Lewis. Lewis, the car's bad. Just get on with it. Just drive it, please. Yeah. 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 But I, I, you, can, you can use multi-view and go back and look through all the, the transcriptions of the audio. Everybody was moaning about track limits. And I don't actually want to talk about them that much. Honestly? Yeah, well, unfortunately for you, that was the most fucking defining thing of this fucking race. Basically. I mean, we, we, got, to, we got to this point here, right? So I, this, I'm going through my notes I did for the race. The, the Hamilton time penalty, lap 17, uh, and then I noted after this, lap 23, race control are still deleting times for limits on lap 10. 
And then I literally just fucking gave up taking notes after that. I was like, yeah. bollocks. <laughs> let, I mean, let's, let's look at, yeah, exactly. Let's look at the, the race overall as a whole. Um, Stroll, not a great race. Mercedes uh, and Aston really underperformed this weekend, I think. And I think there was some setup issues or something else. I don't think that's where they're at right now. Ferrari looked pretty quick, not for Stappen quick, but... Um, thereabouts with Perez and Perez coming through and them starting closer to the front. Fine. Um, Max at the end of the race has an entire pit stop with a couple seconds margin. And he tells them that he wants to stop and do the fastest lap on the lap, lap before penultimate lap, basically go out, put a new set of softs and he's weaving like fuck on the straight to heat them up and goes in and gets the, uh, the full sweep for another point. He's just, just being a dickhead now. Um, let's talk about the fry pace. I liked that though. I liked that. Yeah, and he was, was, he was like, why not? It. Why not? Yeah, it, You know what that reminds me of? And it's not quite as extreme as that. Back in the day at Le Mans, when the Corvette was on top, they used to, when they had such a lead, they would wheel the Corvette back into the garage and clean it. Yes, yes. So that it, when it comes out to take the checker flag, all the other cars look amazingly battered and strewn with scuffed scratches and rubber you know streaked across the car yep. and the corvette would come yep. out you're and take right check a flag i completely pristine. forgot that was a thing yeah yeah Absolutely. i was there i was there live and they used to do that and it was like oh that's what's so cool. the corvette and it's like no it's, it's fucked they're just cleaning it that's it's so wild yeah. but yeah i mean max was over 20 seconds in the lead stops puts in a fastest lap at that point leclerc's kind of backing off but on the Ferrari's tire deck, I heard people saying, oh, that's right, the Ferrari's tire deck is fixed. I think it's better, but it's not great. Looking at all their medium tire stints that were in clean air, mostly or roughly, um, after 25 laps, despite starting those stints at a similar pace, the Ferrari in clear air is about half a second lower, slower lap at the end of that. So pace, deck not there. They didn't also, they didn't look very strong on the hards either. So I don't know what that says about that. Um, but yeah, Perez, proper recovery from P15 to P3, uh, better pace than the Ferraris, but starting that far back is just <sighs> a killer. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, oh no, no, I know guys, sorry, I'm not, I don't want this the episode to be the episode where Dan shits all over Perez, but P3 is the minimum in that fucking car, surely, yep. the RB19. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's a great recovery drive. Is it? It's, I don't know, man. Well, you should you don't want to be in the place where you have to recover. And to be fair, exactly. he did struggle quite a bit coming through on um, signs. And he did that thing where he gave signs, the DRS several times when he was attacking into three, whereas Max oh, saw yeah. that the first oh. time Max broke hard enough so yeah. that he did not give Leclerc the DRS going down to turn four. I forgot about and that. And Paris yeah. did that like two laps in a row at least. Yeah. I, he's got to step up his game because he's got the best car on the grid and he needs to be finishing every race P2 and qualifying P2, if not challenging for pole and wins. Mm, yeah. Which it looked like he could be doing at the start of the season and people are like, oh, it's his, it's his Rosberg year. And I said the same thing. This is his chance. I don't necessarily think he needs to be challenging Max per se. I think he he needs to be there with Max, but not yeah. necessarily... I mean, sure... Everyone would love it if Max had someone in the car that could challenge him, but I'm not really sure who could at the minute. But I think Perez needs to be there to yeah. be that solid number two driver. But at the minute, he's a bit, well, like we say, no no Q3 in four races now. Like, 
I don't know. Um, but anyway, I get it. Do you have anything else to say about the race? Because I know you're time limited today, and we've still got all the fucking post race penalties to talk about. Um, the race. What the hell are Afro Romeo and Alpha Tauri doing? Uh, Norris. Good oh, race. Oh yeah, yeah. Good race from Norris. Good qualifying and good race. And we don't usually see that. Usually, it's like a good result on Saturday and a crap race on Sunday. But now we've turned this into good Saturday or good qualifying and good race as well. So. Yes, and did I not hear that this result, Norris doubled the McLaren points? He doubled his points and nearly doubled McLaren's points, yeah. Wild. Wild. Um, so those upgrades clearly coming in clutch. Let's see if it continues for Silverstone. Where McLaren so. have, while we've been recording this, revealed their chrome livery for the Silverstone Grand Prix. What do you think about the chrome livery, Barry? Barry looks like there's no thoughts there, just vibes. Barry is Barry is straight vibes. Barry so, is yeah, straight I'm vibes. not a fan of it. But <clears throat> the livery, not Barry. I love Barry. So anyway. let's talk about the aftermath the penalties. Oh, Five hours after the race, the FIA come back. So Aston Martin at the end of the race say, we're going to protest this race result. We do not think that you've A, acknowledged the penalties and B, applied them correctly. So, if I said Uno Reverso, not on them, but on everybody else, they reviewed. Uh, there was like 1,200 instances of off-track that they needed to review. Um, as far as I can tell, they made up a penalty system on the fly at the end of the evening. And I think what this was is basically uh, the FIA said, we either want to catch our flight or we want to go out to dinner and spend all this penalty money um, on a nice bottle of wine and a couple steaks or some schnitzels. So... They reviewed it and they found, they said, you know what? There's so many penalties. What we'll do is this four infringements. You get five seconds. A fifth infringement is an additional 10 seconds. And then this process repeats. Um, five after the, hours after the race, Carlos, 10 seconds. So he's had 10 infringements. Lewis, an additional 10 seconds. Um, Gasly, 10 seconds. Albon, 10 seconds. Akon, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Hold on. Wait, hold on. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Yeah, so they took my line from Drive to Survive and they did that one to Esteban. Uh, Sergeant, 10 seconds. DeVries, 15 seconds. Tsunoda, 5 seconds. They just made up this penalty system on the spot. And I was talking to Multiviewer earlier and I don't know where the three strikes and then a penalty system comes from in the rules. I don't, we didn't find it. He didn't find it in the sporting regulations or anything. It's like the black and white flag is a unsportsmanlike conduct. Warning. But anyway, that, that's how F1 rolls right now. And they didn't bring this back in until 2019. Charlie Whiting didn't prefer this. And uh, then Michael Massey brought the, uh, that. So if you don't like Michael Massey, here's another reason not to like him. But he didn't make this one up. Whoever was running the show this weekend made up this random stuff. How do we fix it, Dan? How do we fix this situation? Quick hot take. <sighs> well, we should do what the FIA asked the Red Bull ring to do last year after last year's race, because we had not to this extent, but we had some fun and games with this last year. Yeah, we definitely talked about it last and, year. And they said, hey, you need to put gravel back in turns 9 and 10. And obviously they didn't do that, and now we've got this. And on the end of the ruling of the post-race penalties, what you just said, they even say in the thing saying, we urge the owners of the circuit to revise turn 9 and turn 10. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think... it. It was shit and it was bollocks, but... I, I feel it's a bit 
much to just sort of go after the FIA for this because I don't necessarily think it's their fault mm, completely. Nice. I think that, I don't know. Oh, see, I don't know. It's just so fucked. It's, but it's one of those things that's like, this is certainly a circuit-specific instance. We do have track limits at other circuits that we come and we talk about exceeding track limits and penalties and so on. But this is the this is by far the worst instance we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's because you do not lose any lap time for going off, so drivers don't mind going off. You don't gain much. Arguably, you do not gain much at all, if anything, by going wide in those places. But they just need to make it more penalized. And I think one of the things they're playing with and they have to deal with is motorbikes as well as Formula One cars wow, in some of these yeah. corners. Yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's not just F1 that races at this circuit. So you have to you have to account for everyone. You can't just whack a sausage curb on there if you've got bikes flying around. I don't know. Yeah, fuck sausage curbs as well, by the way. Those yeah, are so I, mean, dangerous. I hate them, but then I hate this more, so. Mm, yeah, uh, I think they need to put grasscrete everywhere on the exits. So once once you go more than, you know, if by the time you get to the point where your your inside wheels about to cross the white line, your outside wheels are on grass crete and like there's a little bit of grip there, but you're sliding way the fuck off. And it's I mean, yeah, we could easily solve this if we just have a better fucking system for policing track limits rather than having some poor sods sitting in an office in Geneva watching live feeds trying to figure out if they've gone on or off track yet. I think it's bizarre that in the year 2023, when you've got facial recognition cameras coming out your ass <laughs> and things like that, why you can't just stick a few cameras on a pole next to a track, it doesn't take much to set up a, a CCTV camera on a pole and just have AI just look at yeah. the images and say, that's gone off, refer it, or, or yeah. something like that. I mean, like I say, it, all the technology yeah. we've got these days and we're relying on a couple of blokes sitting in an office saying, oh, I need to review that. We've got VAR. Well, you know, why can't we just... And some people are saying, I've seen, like, why can't we use GPS for this? Uh, the GPS is... It's, it's, the the it's GPS good. is sketchy as fuck. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it, it it's, has its moments and some tracks it's just not very reliable. I mean, yeah, GPS is often horrible. Uh, I'll give you an example. Bedford Autodrome, uh, which is basically a high-performance driving school track and a test track, um, I don't know if they do any races there. They've got an F4 car that you can go drive there as part of the experience. They have track limit sensors built into the cars. Like, so if you go do that, they can be like, yep, okay, you got that lap deleted for going too wide on this corner. At the end of the day, this is like one of those super specific circuits. So, like, instead of having to add all this fucking fluff and shit to it, just fix yeah, the track. I went, I went karting on Saturday, and the carts had this thing where if you went off track, it cut, it went, it reduced you to 50% power. For like a couple of seconds, easy in a fucking go kart. Why can't and you can't tell me I can't have that in an F one car? No, nah, it's it's expensive, mate. Yeah, fucked. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, milestones for the Grand Prix. Oh, milestones. Give me some milestones. Do you want to do the first one? Ferrari. Eight hundred podiums. 800 they're, they're, podiums, baby. They're really earning that legacy bonus that they get paid by FOM every year for just being Ferrari. Ah, oh, stop, please. Um, 42nd win for Max Verstappen, which moves him to fifth on the all-time list. Ooh. Which is a pretty wild stat. I I know, I just, I, I can't get past Max 
Ian in 2016 winning his first race and here we are now he's fifth on the all-time list it's just wild to me yeah I mean it was one of those things you didn't really expect because I was like I'm not really sure Red Bull's gonna have the fastest car for a while this Mercedes is insane back in 2016 it was for quite a while longer still was pretty insane in 2021 as well but the Red Bull caught up with the help of Honda here's my favorite stat go on Esteban Ocon broke the record for receiving the most penalties in a single Grand Prix with five separate violations. The previous record was four. Do you know who held that? Gasly? Esteban Ocon. <laughs> oh my God, no way. No way, dude. <sighs> so yeah, well done, Ocon. He received a penalty in the race uh, and then he managed to receive, what was it, post-race, four extra penalties. So yeah, well done. Yeah, that's, he, that's got, he got so many penalties that uh, he's back on lap 12 in Canada. <laughs> oh, are you going to... Um... Oh, that, that blows my mind. That blows my mind, dude. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We are, what, an hour 18 into the podcast. It's that time. Do you want to hit it? Yeah, I do. Fraud watch. Right. This is this is where we put somebody on fraud watch for the week. We basically just call them out for being a joker and a stinker. And I was going to change my answer, but I can't remember what I was going to change it to. So Dan, can you nominate your fraud watch for the weekend? Yeah. So for this Austrian Grand Prix, uh, I'm putting turn nine and turn ten on fraud watch mm. um, for the sheer amount of bullshit and pain and anguish they have put all of us, the F1 community, through. Um, whether it's the FIA's fault or what, I don't know, but the buck stops for turn nine and turn 10. Fair enough. Screw you, turn nine. But the thing is, we won't definitely won't get turn nine and 10 three strikes this season on the fraud watch list. Uh, is, never say never. Never say never. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am going to put Carlos Sainz for his terrible acting uh, in the Grand Prix. He referred to Perez saying he's trying to intimidate me. I was like, mate, yep. if you want some real intimidation, why don't you line up next to George Russell or Nick DeVries? They'll terrorize <laughs> you, mate. <laughs> Forget intimidation, get terrorized. All right? Freaking goofball. Perez that, isn't that, that scary. Nah, nah, that tickled me a little bit. But um, yeah, nothing too exciting there this week in turn nine, turn 10. Sign's really not that crazy fraud watch. It's like a minor infringement, that one, honestly. But uh, what about the next section? Should we move on to... Uh... Yeah. Oh, you, 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 who's a good boy? I am. I'm a good boy. Who's a good boy this weekend? Uh, I'm giving it to McLaren. And the upgrades, which was on Norris's car, which clearly have worked. Okay. At least for this race. You know, let's hope that momentum continues. Um, but McLaren fans, I know you've been going through it. Um, there might be some light at the end of the tunnel and you know we whether that's a train coming or not we don't know but have faith it looks like it could be could be uh, all, all good I was thinking yeah big shout from McLaren and Norris but yeah Piastri had a crap race but uh, luckily you got some damage early on I'm gonna stick Max in there this weekend not that I not because I'm like in love with Max Verstappen I think he's pretty freaking yeah, good race is. car driver he is 
but like Disgusting at the end of the race, bias. Yeah, GP at the end of the race is like, we don't need to get the fastest lap. Like, it's not worth the risk. And he was like, come on. And everybody collectively said, come on. And they did the pit stop and they got it done. And they just, they let Leclerc lead a couple laps from, uh, what was it, from about lap 26 to lap 34 or so. Just let him lead a couple laps, no big deal. But he could have had the clean sweep again this weekend if he had led all of those laps. Yeah, nearly. 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 I think he would have if it wasn't for the safety car. Yeah. Or the VSC. The VSC. But who cares? I mean, like, it's honestly talking about that. It's not that exciting. They're doing great stuff. We need to focus on the championship without Max effectively. And then the championship <laughs> gets exciting. Oh, uh, uh, milestones. Sorry, going back. I forgot one. Uh, oh? This was the 10th consecutive win for Red Bull. And Ooh. the only other team that has done better than that is McLaren with 11 consecutive wins in 1988. So Fucking a hell. win in Silverstone for either Perez or Verstappen will see them tie the all-time consecutive win record. Oh, wow. There you That's go. That's bad. That's freaking bad. I mean, how many, honestly, I can't How many in a row is Max right now? Uh, only four, I think. Okay. I think it got broken up, didn't it? <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Shit happens. Um, I mean, let's I talk about... I can't see anyone else fucking beating them, so... Four or five, yeah. Yeah, fine. Um, let's do a quick predictions for Silverstone. We're not going to... It's five races. Chat has confirmed. Um, it's five in a row that Max is on right now. Silverstone predictions... Uh, qualifying, um, yeah, listen, you know me, I like to do some wild qualif- like predictions. But I'm afraid this, this week I've gone a bit boring in the hope that perhaps maybe I'll jinx it and we actually will get a decent qualifying. Um, I've gone for Verstappen, Charles, and Perez. Interesting, because I did Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. Yeah, pretty similar. We just had P2, P3 swapped about. Um, Who you got P4 and 5? Oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that much. Um, Alonso Hamilton. Okay. Why not? Because uh, uh, I was going Hamilton Alonso. <laughs> We're so boring. Are we that yeah. predictable? Is it, I think it's just a season. No, somebody said that. to me, that since we, every time you get a random fandom, you always jinx them. Right, so why don't you pick Red Bull for your random fandom and see see what happens? And I was like, okay, well, it wouldn't be random fandom if I forced Red Bull on me, but I can mess up my predictions in the hope to spice it up. Fair enough. So my race Fair prediction enough. is uh, Verstappen P1, Perez P2, and I'm going to put Lando Norris in P3. Oh, good, good shout, actually. Good shout. I've gone Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. So the same as my top three for quality. I think I think the, the Ferrari will go well here. I think if Perez has a good qualifying, he can go well here. And yeah. Who's going first on the random fandom draw? Oh, you mean... Random fandom. We had some random dog barks in the back of that one as well. As my dog just ran- kicked off. <laughs> random freaking... Random bork. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who went last last time. Mm. I'll go first. I gone. Let's spin this Be- bad boy. Right round like a record, baby. 
Oh, this this is this is fate. I've got I've got Williams. Go on, mate. And, and I might be at the Williams pop up tomorrow. Ooh. All right, do me, do me, right. do me. Let's spin you. You should tell them when you get there. It's like, hey, I got you for this weekend. And they're like, what? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go I got there you. tomorrow and be like, don't worry, guys, I've jinxed you. <laughs> yeah, you dorks. Oh, sucks to be you though. You got Alpha Towering. Oh my god. Deal with it. I'm sad. I hope they do well. I hope I unjinx them at Silver. But I'm uh, to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to get to watch much of the race because I'll be at TwitchCon the whole freaking time. Ah, true that. But I, uh, yeah, I still will be doing my buy me a coffee. Except the reports might not be out until Monday, Tuesday for the entire weekend. So if you guys are subscribed to that, the the analysis newsletter. It might be a little bit late. So sorry. But um, we'll be live on that panel. So, um, the butchers, yeah. the grandmas, the grandpas, your neighbors. Yeah, the butchers and the grandmas. Uh, if you are struggling, reach out. End the stigma. Uh, my dogs are barking in support for all of you that are going through yep. some tough times at the moment. Big shout out. Big up Dan's dogs. Um little shit bags that's the <laughs> dogs not the children um, but it could apply to both um, uh, your cats big them up yeah. Sterling asleep over there Barry asleep under this desk and he's licking his bum nice <laughs> but anyway we'll see you uh, we'll try and squeeze an episode next Monday yeah. and if not we'll have to we'll have to shift it to Tuesday if I'm like delayed from rides or anything but yeah yeah Listen, it's good to be back. And it's it just good to be back, back with you. I'm not talking about you, Blake. I'm talking about the listeners. No, no, so I was pointing at the listeners. Oh, I'm not okay. pointing at, I'm not, see, this would have been me pointing at you. No. This is me pointing at You're all right as well. I'll buy you a coffee tomorrow. You How about that? Deal. Cool. Until then, fuck off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.